This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Ooh, I must miss my cue there because I was putting my phone on silent. Covering all, covering all my bases here. How's it going? Episode 17, coming at ya. Exciting. You probably didn't think I was going to put one out this week because there's no MMA event this weekend. I mean, there's no mainstream one. I mean, I mean there, there might be you know some obscure one in Russia or something like that. No clue. Um, catch on a fight pass, though. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm coming at you because I like to talk. I mean, you think I wasn't going to put out a MMA based podcast cause there's no event this week. I mean, like the John Anik and California podcast did, but you know, I could sit here and talk two hours about a goddamn tennis ball. You know, I'm not worried about MMA events. I mean, come on, but no, there is no MMA this weekend. There is one the following weekend. We have UFC. I want to say 224 in Brazil, Amanda Nunes, Raquel Pennington. Eh, doesn't really get my juices going. Doesn't really juice me up quite uh, all that much for it. That's just my personal opinion. I think Amanda Nunes is a fantastic fighter. But uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to dive into, um, I mean, we're going to talk. We're just going to talk about shit. I do have a hot take. I do have, I just burped in the microphone. I do have... A top five. I got a little bit of MMA news. I'll go over some things. But uh, for something that's been bothering me because I, I, I tweeted about it on my personal account. Um, I, I, and I come from a family of conservatives. I, I would consider myself a conservative man myself. I'm not a very political person. I don't um, – because I, I just think p- politics is such a hot-button topic that people get offended. And people, you know, like my my dad says he can't be friends with a, a liberal. And I think that's a little absurd. But, however, the hot-button topic that kind of affects me because I, I, I'm a fan of comedy. I'm a fan of comedians. Michelle Wolf um, did the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And by no means am I a Michelle Wolf fan. I, I I don't know her that well. I've seen a little bit of her stand up, but I mean, I thought she did fantastic as a comic. I mean, the White House Correspondence Center is basically a roast. I mean, everyone's done it. Seth Meyers has killed it. A bunch of people have killed it, and um, people were very upset. But what she said to Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Sarah Sanders Huckabee or whatever press secretary. Um, I thought the jokes were clean. I thought they were funny. I thought it was it fit the tone. I don't think she crossed the line. I think, what, what do you expect? If you don't want a comic coming up there and making fun of you, why don't you just hire a juggler or uh, or hire my stepdad who would just write a, you know, have letters written about what, what needs to happen in this world? Because he has the answers to everything. But, you know, I tweeted some things out, and I had dinner with my family on Monday, and I heard a little bit of them talking about it. And, again, they are conservatives, and they're very up in arms about this comedian, liberal, attacking, you know, conservatives. And, listen, I get that there's a hypocrisy, you know, both sides are hypocrisy, you know. One side saying, oh, well, the, the conservatives are going, well, if we said that about one of your females, then we're sexist. But, you know, the right side, the the conservatives also claim that every liberal and millennial are snowflakes and they can't handle the truth. Sounds like they're acting like a bunch of snowflakes getting upset about a comedy routine, if you ask me. So I think hypocrisy goes on both sides. But take political politics out of it, because that's what I'm doing. She was funny. She had funny jokes. Like, if you get offended by what she did, then go do me a favor right now. Okay, if you're listening to this, keep listening. 
go to uh, the nearest window. And if you're in your car, this can work too. So if you're in your nearest window, jump out. If you're in your car, stop and jump in traffic because you don't deserve to be alive if you get offended by everything. Let's, I mean, this is just unbelievable how everyone's getting up in arms. When I saw this on Twitter and I saw people talking about it, I'm like, oh, she must have really, really crossed the line with some of the things she said. I got to check a look at this. And I look at it and I'm just like, she was really fucking funny. She was funny. So let's let's not freak out because, you know, oh, well, if we said that about you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. That's fine. Most of Hollywood is 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 going to be leaning towards the left, and they're going to be able to say things and get away with things and complain about things, but it happens on both sides. Take that away. She's a comic, and she sat there and did a bit at a hard room, a tough room, and she did great. And uh, I think... I think that it, she did a fantastic job. I don't know what the controversy is, you know, and this is a person who, you know, I don't talk about politics. I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't talk about politics or religion because to me, I don't really care what you are and what your belief is. If you're a good person, you're a good person. So it's not important to me, but, the, but as a person who's a fan of comedy, I thought she killed it. So that had to be said, that had to be said. You know, and I just cut my friends. I, I did a podcast. I don't know if it was last podcast, two podcasts ago. I had a buddy tell me, like, hey, listen, you cuss a lot. You know, you, you maybe slow down the cussing. I did like a little joke. I had another buddy tell me, text me and go, you know what? You don't you don't really cuss that much on the show. You cuss a lot more in real life. So he told me to cuss more, which is great. And that's a good thing about another good thing about having a podcast is you have these buddies. You know, as I'm getting older, I think I have about four friends, right? When you're 21, you have about 20 and then as you get older, it just it slowly goes down. At least for me, it is. I'm I'm more of a family man, and you know, if I, the minute I got with my wife, I was completely I ghosted all my friends except the, except the four. So there's four that I could really count on in a bind. I'm sure as as I hit forty, that four is going to go to a three, and and so forth. And hopefully by the time I'm sixty, seventy, eighty, if I make it that long, I'll have at least two good friends. I mean, that's all you can count on your life: your family and two good friends. However. A lot of the friends who, who who may or may not be in that top four, um, it's funny because, you know, I don't even think they listen to the podcast, you know, but they tell me what I should do for the podcast. So obviously I'm kind of, you know, this is an MMA podcast. I talk about what I know. And then sometimes I'll, I'll talk about like what I'm talking about right now. And they're always like, you know what you should do, dude? Like fucking drink a bunch of beers and just start talking. Okay, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. And then you know, then the follow up is, dude, just get fucking hammered and like play beer pong and just like record it. And okay, yeah, sure. And then just smoke like a ton of weed and just like just just think about stuff, dude. So like these are the ideas that I get. Um, all those ideas were not from the same person, believe it or not. But uh, it's funny to me because you know I don't I don't drink heavily. I don't think a MMA podcast would be all that great if I was drunk. Um, and I don't know how you could record a beer punk thing and I don't smoke weed. Weed makes me tired. So, I mean, basically if I smoked weed, then I just fall asleep on the podcast, which maybe would get some good numbers. I don't know. But, um, it, it, I, I, I don't get annoyed by it by no means. I just, I just find it, um, I find it, uh, I find it very funny. It's uh, it's entertaining to me because you know these, these, these. I don't again. I don't know if they listen. They just see me kind of plugging in on some of my social media platforms, and they're just like, "This is a good idea. I should tell them this idea." And I appreciate the ideas. I don't know if I'll do all of them. I don't know if they really fit what I'm trying to do here, but I really appreciate. I really appreciate the ideas. 
And then uh, another thing, again, off topic, because we're, we're trying to go through the motions here. We're just we're trying to talk about everything. I'm a builder now. I don't know if you know that. I'm a man of many talents and just add many more to that list. I have always been fascinated with uh, doing some kind of wood project. The minute I bought my house two years ago, my father-in-law can fix anything, can do anything. It's unbelievable. And I really, you know, I, like I, my, my, my father bought me tools um, <clears throat> as like a housewarming gift. So I had like drill drivers and all that stuff. And I got real into it. I'm like, I need, I'm a man. I'm a man in the house now. I need to know how to fucking fix shit. And so um, I've always been obsessed with like making stuff. I, you know, it's cool to hang drywall and the, you know, the leg tile and stuff, which is cool. But like, I was, it was like, you know, my, my grandfather is a, uh, he's nine years old and he's an award winning woodworker. And that's a fact, Jack. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy some wood. I'm going to try to make a table. I saw some plans online. And I'm like, my desk that I'm recording this at now, I it used to I used to record in our living room right next to our golden doodle who would lick his asshole. And you might pick that up if I had a little bit better of a mic. And then I moved downstairs to my little man cave here. I got my sweet posters. I got my globe and my, my gold elephant staring at me right now. And my sweet uh, Russian nesting doll, courtesy of my pal Austin, who's a friend of the podcast. And I was on this really cheap Ikea table. I could, I, I mean, I literally, it's made of fucking cardboard. And I'm like leaning on it and I'm thinking, I'm going to snap this thing in half anytime. I got these big, huge alpha male arms. I'm going to snap this thing in half. I need to, I need to think of something. So I saw these plans online. I was like, I could do that. You know, I can, I can do that. So I did it and I'm sitting on the, uh, sitting on it now. I put it, uh, I use pine boards for the top. And I stained it, and it looks absolutely mag- magnificent. And then I got black pipe as the legs. It's very industrial. Uh, it looks cool. I'm very proud of it. I messed up several times. So I, I tweeted this out. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tweet this out. It's in a draft. It's in a drafts. I tweeted out, or was going to tweet out, that uh, I said, I'm not a good, I was going to send a picture with it. I'm not a good word worker, but I can read directions well. And then when I was about to send it, I go, well, wait, I, I messed up even reading the directions because uh, it's a little shorter than it was supposed to be because I cut a board. Sh- I read how um, what the cut wrong and yada, yada, and I didn't know how to fix it. So one one side just a little tiny bit shorter. You can only notice when you're actually up close to the desk. I put that I put that bitch. I put that side on the wall so you can I'm not going to show anybody that. I don't know why I'm telling you here Probably because I'm honest. I'm an honest guy. But uh, it looks fantastic. The only negative is, again, I'm gonna send. A, I'm gonna put a picture on Instagram on MMA takes on Instagram of my whole setup, and we'll see. I had this really cool um, microphone arm from um, New Word from Amazon sponsoring, and it. My desk is too thick now. I got about three inches of desk here because I'm a fucking man, and it just the clamp wouldn't fit. So. The option is is to drill into your desk and and do it that way and 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 hang it up, or I had to purchase a mic stand which I have now and I'm getting kind of used to it. I kind of like the freedom of the arm, and now it's on the mic stand. I'm a little bent over, so you know we'll make do. I'm, I mean I'm not, I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero, but um. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you again. It's gonna be on MMA takes if you are listening. If you're listening, you're a fan of woodworking. And you want to build a desk? Um, I'm not going to tell you it's cheap because the wood is the cheapest part. The legs were actually kind of expensive. The legs altogether were like 90 bucks. The wood was probably 40, 
And then, but I had to buy all the tools because I didn't have any of the real, I had to get a saw and, and so forth. So listen, if you want to build something and if I can do it, you can do it. I know you're sick and tired of people saying that, but literally, I mean, I, I got, I got kicked out of wood shop the second day of my freshman year because I got in a fight and, um, so I don't, I don't know my way around wood at all or saws or anything. So I'm, I'm self-taught, but again, check the Instagram. If you are interested in that picture, it is pretty sweet. My wife likes it. So that's all that really matters. And the last thing before, oh, now that I got two more things before we jump into MMA. Um, so I want to thank all my listeners. It's really cool. Um, these next two things kind of go hand in hand. So, uh, I don't know a lot of you, if you were familiar with the, with, with the setup and, and, and podcasting, if you're listening to this, you might have your own podcast. I don't know. But, um, the one thing, the one thing that's really cool is on SoundCloud, you, you get stats, you get to you, people, you can see where people are listening and everything like that. And then I have this little app where I can, I can go see how many listens I have. It's not downloads. It's just, it's just listens. And, uh, this past week I put out that one podcast on Monday and this past week I was getting, you know, 200, 300 listens, even three, four days after the podcast release, which is amazing. And I know that's like little kitty numbers compared to some of these big programs, but listen, on this day, what is it? May 1st. If I, if this, if this podcast blows up and becomes <clears throat> a good MMA podcast where I get guests and I get thousands and thousands of downloads and, and subscribers, then I'll always remember May 1st where I, I'm talking about this now because on Wednesday of last week, I had 331 listens or plays or however you want to say it. And uh, that's really cool. I mean, that's not, again, that's not a number that's, you know, um, that, you know, Joe Rogan have had that number. He probably had to shut down his fucking podcast. But since I had that number and I'm a nobody and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble self-promoting myself, I always, I, I don't tweet out every, po- I'm sorry, I don't Facebook every podcast, you know, I don't, um, <clears throat> I don't promote myself as, as well as I should. I think, I think, I think the product is growing and I think, uh, it, it could be, it could be something really special. I really truly do believe that. And so just seeing that, you know, people from Dallas and people from California and people from Ireland and Alaska and, you know, all these people from all over the world are just somehow, somehow stumbling across and they're listening to multiple, multiple listens. My, I currently, before I hopped on my number one listening, listen podcast for this week is episode eight, which was, you know, I don't know how long ago. My 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 most received and my most listened podcast is the one I did with Chris Curtis, because he's going to be you know a future champion and 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 rightfully so. Um, but that's just really cool. I, I, again, I'm not you know those aren't numbers to shake a stick at or anything like that. I don't even know what that expression means. I like saying it though. But it means a lot to me. I think it's cool that I'm reaching a little bit wider of an audience, and we we actually have some good listens for for a very small MMA podcast that um is by nobody essentially me uh we're, we're getting some ears and, and and we're growing faster than i thought i mean when i started this i really thought maybe i get 10 listens a week i get you know and it, it, it'd be like everyone i know you know and but no we're we're reaching a broader audience broader audience and that's cool that's really cool i, I always I always do that and that, that's gonna take me to my next thing so I'm I'm a big self analyzer. I don't I have I have very high self awareness. I don't think there's anything in the world that someone can tell me about myself that I already don't know. Um, like I just know I I don't get insulted. I'm not gonna get offended by anything. I just I'm very I have a high self awareness myself. I know who I am. I know my faults. I know my mistakes. I know what I didn't get better at. 
I'm very uh, competitive and I guess spiteful is a good word. So long story short, I sent, I've, I've sent 15 DMs on Instagram because you can't do it on Twitter to fighters to try to get them on a podcast, to try to Skype with them, whatever. No responses. None, right? I sent a link to Stipe, who's an Ohio guy, who I actually think is a, is a very funny person. I just don't think he gets to show it. Um, I sent a link to him about the article I wrote about how one time him and I potentially could have fought. And it was very jokey and, and, and you know, just a humor-based article. Obviously, it's not serious. If Stipe and I would have fought as either the pros or amateurs, he would have won. He's the, best, he's the best fighter in the world right now, in my opinion. I mean, greatest heavyweight of all time. Uh, so I sent him the article and on my website, I go through WordPress and they can tell you your visitors a day and everything like that and where they come from. And and about two weeks after I sent him the the message on DM with the link on Instagram, I go to my, about two days, I'm sorry. I go to WordPress and I see that it is, I've had like uh, however many views and it was one of the views was linked through Instagram and it was the Stipe article. Now, I don't have any links on Instagram. I think I have one link in the bio. That's just the general MMAtakes.com. So he saw it, right? And he ignored me and did not come on my podcast. Now, I'm a fan of Pardon My Take. I'm a fan of uh, Barstool Sports in general. And um, he was on Pardon My Take. And I thought, sorry, this, okay. So, yeah, I don't like this mic stand at all. All right, so back to Stipe. So I thought uh, when he went on there, I'm like, I got really angry for some reason. I'm like, what? Guys ignores me as he goes on there. He's kind of on a press run because he's the ultimate fighter. And I don't know why I got angry or why I got spiteful because I like part of my take. They're like the number one sports podcast, I believe. I mean, I, th- I think they might be the number two overall podcast. I mean, I know NPR and Rogan. They do great numbers. But, I mean, they're, I mean, they're really up there. I mean, and, and I really like Big Cat and PFT. I, I think, you know, I think they're good. And I, I listened to the podcast, and I thought they did a great job with Stipe. They're not the biggest MMA fans. I don't think they know um, a tremendous amount about Stipe or about his background. But I thought Stipe got it. You know, that you know they do, like, you know, they're kind of doing, like, it's a kind of, you know, whatever. You know, you listen to it. Um, but Stipe got it. He was, like, he was he was very good. And I, I got very spiteful and competitive because it's like, man, like, you know, I, I don't think I could have done a better interview than those guys because those guys are very talented and, and they've been doing it for a while. But I'm like, that is something that I want to do. I want to I want to get these guys and, and these MMA guys and all and all of them, not just world champions, but all of them and really show a lot of these guys have really great personalities. I mean, Kevin Lee fought in the UFC for I mean, he probably had like four or five fights before anybody even knew this guy had a great personality. And I, and I think there's a lot of fighters like that. And I think that's going to help build them and build their brand and build the sport. And I mean, I think it's the greatest sport in the world. I only care about two sports, you know, MMA and the NFL. And um, I think they're both the greatest sports in the world. MMA obviously isn't on this this level. And I know I'm a nobody. I know I'm I'm a very low on the totem pole. I mean, Stipe probably read that article, hated it, and was like, I'm not I'm not going on this guy's podcast. Why would I do media with some schlub like this from MMA Takes, a, a website that hasn't been around a year yet? When I don't have to, you know, I mean, I'm sure part or I'm sorry, Barstool and everything. He, he had done a bunch of interviews to hype up the ultimate fighter and, and the giant pay-per-view he's doing in July. But 
that's something's wrong with me where I got real competitive and spiteful. Where it's like uh, I'm at work sitting there going, you know what? If I, the minute I make it, I'm not gonna fucking have Stepe on. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him and then bail on him, or I'm gonna have his people call my people and never do it. And that's just the wrong attitude to have. I like my competitiveness because I really truly think I'm gonna get there one day, and I'm gonna be interviewing these big guys, and and, and uh, I don't think I'm ever gonna be on the well. You know, I ne- never say never, but. Point is, is, I have no reason to be spiteful or mad that he did part of my take, which is a giant podcast. It's one of my favorites. And he didn't do mine, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a nobody. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't need to. He doesn't have to. I don't know him. I kind of threw the Ohio thing on him. Like, hey, you're from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Let's, you know, let's do a podcast together. I mean, that didn't work. I shot my shot and it didn't work. Um, but yeah, so... I was just—I wanted to share that with you—is why I don't know why I'm, I'm 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 competitive or spiteful or angry at that when I have no reason to be. But that's just I just the way my makeup is. I'm a very competitive guy. If uh, if a guy launches a podcast who's not you know because there's really only two MMA podcasters or journalists or writers or whatever that really are worth a damn. I mean you you could throw a bunch out there, but I mean really to me and to casual fans, there's only two and. Uh, if there's some new guy that comes in and undercuts me, um, one, you can look at yourself like you're not working hard enough, and two, you're like, fuck that guy. Um, and that's, that's I go the second route. You know, I'll blame myself, I'll self-loathe later, but my first instinct is fuck that guy. So for a brief moment, I was like, fuck pardon my tank and fuck Stipe. He should have been on my show. When, again, I mean, I don't blame him. I, I, don't, I don't know where that went. I don't know where that, why I shared that. I just... Want to kind of give an insight of how I feel and how I'm I'm a crazy person. Essentially, that's it. Okay, finally, MMA news. So we all saw Fedor versus Mir this weekend. At least most of us did. They actually numbers weren't that great, so most of you probably didn't. Um, I mean, there's two things to take away from the card. The card was great. I mean, a lot of submissions, a lot of finishes. That's what's going to happen when you get a mismatch card where guys aren't like super high quality. Um, High-level guys. Fedor versus Mir. Uh, Fedor looks slow. Uh, his head movement, I mean, he still fights the same. He got caught by Mir. Mir looked in good shape. Mir looked, um, everyone's saying Mir needed to press forward, but he, when you press forward throwing punches, you're going to get caught with something. Fedor's a great counterpuncher. He got dropped or clipped in the beginning. I don't know if it was more of like a push knockover, uh, knockdown, I mean. But uh, I thought Fedor looked, I, I thought that was a perfect matchup for Chael. Chael goes in there and cuts a all-time promo. Fedor doesn't speak English. He's like kind of a nice guy, doesn't trash talk. So uh, I thought that was the best outcome for Chael because Fedor is a lot closer to Chael's size than Mir is. Mir's a, Mir's a big guy. Um, but, yeah, Mir just ran into an uppercut, and it was very short. I think it was like a minute long. I don't think anybody was expecting it to last that short. A lot of people were picking Mir. I would have put every – I didn't bet this fight, but I would have put every dime I had on Fedor. I kind of thought that's how it was going to go. Mir – Early on, if he gets caught, he doesn't know how to rebound. Um, he doesn't know how to – if he gets caught and he gets put away, I don't think I've ever seen Frank Mir, and this could be just complete bullshit. This could be making up. I don't ever think I've ever seen him get caught with a punch, get hurt, and come back and win the fight. Like, I just don't think he has that in him. I think he's a tremendous fighter, uh, one of the best heavyweights of all time. But, you know, and another thing, he's only 38. I could have swore he's 52. I feel like he's been fighting since 1990. He when he when they showed he was thirty eight I said thirty eight what? what I mean he doesn't look old but he just feels like one of those guys that's been around for like ever like if someone came up to me and told me Chuck Liddell was seventy five years old I'd be like yeah yeah that makes sense 
But Frank Mir at 38, I mean, when uh, he must have started fighting the UFC when he was like 11. I feel like that dude's been around forever. If to only be 38 years old is crazy. I even thought Bellator was like lying. You know how sometimes wrestling and, and sometimes even MMA, they'll lie about guys' heights and size to make them seem bigger. I was like, there's no way Frank Mir is 38 years old. He's got like 40 kids. You know, he's got, probably got grandkids. And I look him up, and, and everywhere I checked, he said he was 38. I am blown away by that. Dylan Dennis, he made his MMA debut. Conor McGregor's uh, best buddy, jiu-jitsu coach, and this guy walked out completely Conor McGregor. He was Conor McGregor from head to toe, the way he walked, the way he punched, the way he carried himself. Everything was was mimicking Conor. Um, he, his fight lasted, I mean, he fought a guy who was two and four. Uh, the guy's not like a world beater. Dylan came out, looked okay. It looked a little uncomfortable on his feet. He took two pretty big shots. Then he went in, got the guy down and take, uh, took the guy down, obviously dominated the ground, submitted him with a toe hold, a pretty nasty looking toe hold. Um, but I mean, the guy's not world-class. Then he's cutting promos. Like, you know, I made this card and everything like that. I mean, to his credit, I I wanted to see him fight. I was hyped up about. I was hyped up about it. I think the guy has some talent. I wanted to see his stand up. He got hit twice. I mean, he took it well, but I don't think he really landed anything significant on the feet. I think he threw a couple punches, maybe a kick, and then and then got it down, which is fine. But he, I mean, he also came out and said, "I'm going to make MMA look easy compared to jujitsu." So obviously, his game is going to take people down. I believe he called out Ben Askren which is a really weird call-out. He's been getting called out a lot lately. I think that's a horrible fight for most people, especially Dylan Danis. I don't think you're going to submit Ben Askren. Ben Askren is, I mean, uh, you're going to probably just ride you out and pound you out. I don't know. That was a weird call-out. Uh, I thought he uh, I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked all right. I'll, I'll, I'll watch him fight again. And then uh, just two fight announcements that are, that are pretty exciting. UFC Calgary's getting a fucking sick card, man. I tell you what, hopefully Bret Hart's in the house because uh, they are getting a sick card. Um, but main event is Stevens Aldo, I believe. Am I wrong on that? That might not be the main event for that card. That might be somewhere else. Anyway, Jeremy Stevens versus Jose Aldo just got announced. It is uh, it's a good fight. I think that's the fight that makes sense. I think this is the fight that could take Jeremy Stevens to the next level. He's he's been floating in the in the middle. He's finally got some a couple big wins. He's fought everybody in the division except Brian Ortega and Jose Aldo. So this makes sense. I mean, Aldo contemplating retiring after Holloway. I, I see this fight just right now at the top of my head. Aldo kind of kicking and moving. I think he might be a little too quick for Jeremy. I think he can do that for five rounds. Jeremy eventually is going to catch him. Aldo does slow down, so we'll see. But uh, that's an interesting fight. I, I didn't think when it was announced, I, I, I thought nothing of it. And then I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, that's actually uh, that's actually a pretty good fight. I'm actually intrigued by that. And then we have uh, Dustin Poirier versus Eddie Alvarez. This fight is, I saw on Twitter today, Brett uh, Akimoto from ESPN was reporting that this is very early on negotiations. Poirier apparently wants it. It makes sense, I think. You can't keep Poirier out considering Khabib's timeline's November. I like this rematch. Winner fights Khabib. You got Kevin Lee. Don't know what to do with Kevin Lee yet. But um, the big hurdle on this, this is obviously a rematch. The big hurdle on this is Eddie Alvarez's contract. I read a statement. He said that um, <clears throat> he has one fight left. UFC typically lets a, doesn't let a guy fight out his contract. One fight left. Time to ne- renegotiate. They came to the table a month ago with something that was a little lower. Eddie didn't like it. But Eddie also said, listen, 
we're we're both I'm gonna have to sit down with them. I'm not gonna be happy, they're not gonna be happy, but we gotta meet in the middle. Which I think is a good approach. I'm glad he's not going, I want this amount of money and I want this. I, mean, I think all fighters, high caliber fighters, any fighter should get paid as much money as they, they want and need. But at some point you can't price yourself out of a contract because Eddie Alvarez goes over to Bellator. I mean, who's he fighting? He's fighting the Pitbulls again. He's fighting Michael Chandler for the 800th time. Maybe Benson Henderson. I mean, I you know I I just I don't see I don't see the upside to this. I think obviously don't lowball the guy. The guy's a former world champion. He just had a huge win against Gaethje. He's an exciting fighter. Hopefully he gets paid. Hopefully he gets some pay per view points if that's what he wants. He he can sell a fight pretty good. I know the Connor fight didn't go his way all that well. Um, I think it's just, he was a bad matchup for Connor, but uh, oh, I'm sorry, Connor's a bad matchup for him. But I mean, he's an exciting guy. He's been around for a while. I, I, I would I would like to see him get paid. I think that'd be good. And then uh, again, that's a rematch. Uh, the first fight was exciting. Ended with a illegal knee, I believe, from Alvarez. Poire was winning, and then Alvarez was coming back. It was uh, I like this fight. I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of rematches. This one obviously warrants a rematch because the ending wasn't definite. The ending was uh, a little wonky. And the last little bit of news, MMA, August 4th, little known fact, August 4th, UFC pay-per-view Los Angeles. Also, Yaboe's birthday. So very excited. Um, if I didn't have 11-month-old and everything like that, I really would consider treating myself going out there. If I am credentialed, I will be going out there for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll catch a plane out to Los Angeles and um, put up with those people. But um, Nate Diaz is apparently going to fight on August 4th. No opponent announced. I doubt it's Connor. Um, I don't see Connor doing that. They already have a, a main event. Is that Cody, TJ? They could throw Connor in there, but I feel like that news would have broke before Nate Diaz news. I just know. That's what the the scuttlebug is. Is Nate Diaz is, is going to fight in uh, on August fourth in Los Angeles? Guy doesn't like leaving Cali, and um, that that brings me to my hot take. No, the no opponent announced yet. My hot take of the week is Nate Diaz will lose August fourth. Let that soak in. Soaked in yet? Good. So he's going to lose whoever he fights at one fifty five. I like Nate. I think I don't think I don't think any you know victory in MMA is a fluke. I think he's a bad matchup for Connor with the size and everything like that. I don't think he's the best fighter in the world. He's holding out for super fights. I mean, the guy's a millionaire, doesn't have to fight, so he's holding out to, for super fights. I think in August, the way the timelines work out, Kevin Lee might make sense. Um, that would be a huge fight. I don't know if he goes up to seventy. Tyron Woodley might make sense. Whoever he fights, and I'm playing this now, they could they can come out and be like, oh, he's fighting, um, I don't know, just name, you know, fucking some Bruce Buffer, right? I, I'm, I'm sticking by my hot take, okay? Hot take, he's going to lose. Nate Diaz will lose August 4th. I think it's going to lose some steam for the Connor match, too. He's coming off a loss. It's going to leave Connor going, well, should I take Nate off a loss? That'll be two losses in a row because he lost to Connor, you know, however long ago, and then this one. And then um, this is all hypothetical. And then should I Connor's gonna be like, should I take that fight after a guy coming off two losses, or should I just sack up and fight Khabib? I think there's options out there, but I do think Nate Diaz will lose. I just think I don't think he's in it anymore. I think he's a very talented fighter. I think he's very good. His mind's not in it. I don't know if it's a payday, if it's a pride thing, what it is, but I don't think he's gonna be in it. I, I think he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. Hot take of the week. Boom. 
Sign, seal, deliver, baby. So we're in the show. We're at 31 minutes here. I'm getting comfortable. Yep. All right. 31 minutes. So my top five for you is the top five most boring fighters in all of MMA. Now, this is my list. Obviously, it's my list. I typed it into Google like I always do. I said top five most boring fighters in MMA. Only one of my five popped up. So that's pretty good. So we'll start to list. Number five is Damian Maya. Listen, I, I'm a fan of jiu-jitsu. I, I don't like uh, – uh, I can't sit there and watch grappling all day, but I do like watching you know submission grappling and Eddie Bravo's oh, uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Damian Maya, I just think, you know, when he fights, I don't get juiced up. He doesn't have much of a personality. He's very good on the ground, but if he doesn't get it on the ground, then it's awful. One of the worst fights I've ever seen is him versus Chris Wyman. Chris Wyman not – I mean, Chris Wyman cut like 35 pounds in like 10 days or something like that, maybe even less than that. Something crazy. It was like one of the first Fox cards, big Fox cards for the UFC, and it just wasn't that great. I know that was on 185, and Damian is now on 170, but – you know, his, his past two fights have been duds. I know he just he just got announced to fight Kamara Usman. Uh, he's replacing Santiago Ponzinibbio. Good pronunciations, Brian. Good job. I, I'm going to pat myself on the back when I get a name right. But um, I just he just doesn't do it for me. I like his, you know, I, I don't. He's only at number five because he has had some good fights, and he is a finisher. You know, he's not just, just uh, you know, um, Jacob Volkman, for instance, who is not on this list. But he's another really boring guy. He's he just goes in there, he's gonna lay on, and he's gonna win a fight, you know, win a decision. He's not looking for a finish. Damian Wyatt is looking for finishes. I just don't think he has the tools um, to do it. And uh, his stand up is just bad. I mean, he's tough as nails. He doesn't give up. But it's um, his Colby Covington fight, the Tyron Woodley fight, are both just duds to me. I don't want to watch it. Number four, this guy would have been number one a year ago, but I'm actually starting to really like him, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, again, we talked about him earlier in the podcast. He's getting called out every which way. Everybody wants to fight this guy now. He went on Rogan. A lot of he got a lot of fans from the Rogan podcast. He is undefeated. He has a smuggling, smothering, I should say, wrestling style. No one's been able to figure it out. I mean, the guy's openly admitted that he hasn't really trained striking. He only trains like wrestling, like. I always throw shots at him because of his arrogance about the Jay Heron fight where he won a split decision. He said that he didn't train any wrestling of that fight. He only trained striking. So the guy's got a bread and butter, and it's wrestling. I've always wanted to see him fight a GSP, uh, a Roy McDonald, one of these top-of-the-line guys to really see um, what what he has. I mean, he's a one-trick pony, but is that one trick that good? But that one trick is a little boring at times. I mean, he is a lately in his fights, he is a finisher. But then again, you got to, I always factor in the fact that he's not fighting the highest competition. I mean, he's fight, he, his last fight, his retirement fight, which he, he he said that he'll come out of retirement to fight a high level guy. But his retirement fight was against Shinya Aoki, who could easily make 145 pounds. This fight took out welterweight, took out 170. So, I mean, as good as he looked, you, you got to factor in who he's fighting. Um, but, yeah, he's not the most exciting guy in the world. I, don't, I mean, I don't think he throws a punch. I don't know if he knows how to throw a kick. Um, if you like wrestling, you like Ben Askren, and I like Ben Askren, I, I, I would like to see him see what he really has against a guy that's going to stop his takedown a couple of times and a guy that's going to put punches to his face and put kicks to his face. I feel like he might just be flopping to the ground because he's so good at that one thing. If you're only good at one thing, you make the list. I feel like Trish Jericho, you made the list. 
WWE. Um, number three, John Fitch. John Fitch, you know, he's been around forever, and he was a top contender for a long, long time. And I'm, I was hesitant to put him on his list because, because I, I, I don't know, I don't know why I was hesitant. Really, now that I think about it, um, his only good fights is when he loses, when he gets knocked out. I mean, Martin Campman knocked him across the fucking cage. John uh, John Fitch doesn't finish fights, you know, and and he left. I don't. When was the last time he finished a fight in the UFC? I mean, he finished maybe one by choke. Or you know, and and he gets really close to getting choked out, or really close to getting knocked out, and he somehow battles with. That's old John Fitch. John Fitch now is actually old. Lo no fact, John Fitch I think was one of the first MMA fighters ever to get paid by Bitcoin. So hopefully he hung on to that. But anyway, back to the boring. It's just I just think again he's not really one dimensional. He kind of has all the skills. He just doesn't put it together in the cage. He only does that one style, straightforward, single leg, double leg, chain wrestling. His striking's good, but he doesn't really use it. So, I mean, I don't really have – he's so boring and just his name's boring, John Fitch. Like, I don't even want to talk about him. I'm falling asleep here. Number two, this is the guy that I Googled that popped up. I said most boring fighters in MMA, and he he popped up on – I think I looked at 15 photos. He he was in 10 of them, and it was Tyron Woodley. And he could easily be number one. I'm, uh, I'm not a huge fan of T. Wood because – I think he could be so much more. I think he could be an exciting fighter. I think he has all the talent in the world. I think he has skills. I think he is very good. I just think he doesn't. He chooses to play it safe, kind of wrestle, stay away, wrestle, stay away, what have you. Um, that doesn't really fly with me. I think his last couple of fights have been a little lackluster, a little boring. I do. I, I do. I don't think there needs to be an interim title because I think he has defended enough and has proved himself enough. So I don't think the interim title should even happen. I understand why it is, but it shouldn't. Um, And and again, I don't hate on Tyron Woodley. I know that's like a popular thing is to hate on the guy, but I just don't think he, he needs to show me more, be a champion, man, go out there and finish a fight. You finish Robbie Lawler because you hit him with a good shot, right? You have power, but you won't, you won't stand up and strike with anybody. You have good wrestling, but you use that as defensive. And you kind of move, pot shot, move, pot shot. You got this tremendous power. You put people on their butts. I think you, if you amped it up and put the pressure on people, maybe maybe you get a lot more fans because you do have this incredible power, and he's, and, he's, and he's quick, and he's powerful. I think he's very muscly, so I think a lot of it is he's worried about getting tired. And I know someone said that. I think Rogan said it on the podcast, or I'm sorry, the broadcast one time, and he said it was a racial thing, which it's not. You have muscles, you're built strong, and, and historically, guys with a lot of muscles in MMA, they get tired quickly. No racial, no racial biased, just just facts, Tyron. Tyrone is what Dana White calls you. Now, that might be a little racist. All right, number one, this guy might not be number one for everybody. I think people can probably point out that he's had some decent fights, but he's my number one because I hate him. I've never liked him, and I think he stinks. It's Josh Kostek. Josh Kostek came in the Ultimate Fighter season one. I was a huge Chris Lieben guy. He beat Chris Le- Chris Lieben. Went on. He didn't win the show. He obviously got a contract and um, did pretty well for himself. He had a couple knockouts. Really learned some good stand-up striking. But I just don't think he's he was an exciting guy. Every Even when he knocked people out or even when he was maybe in an exciting fight, I was just like, it was just a dud to me. I'm like, this guy stinks, you know? The Paul Daly fight, stunk. You know, the George St. Pierre fight when he got his title shot, stunk. I just, this guy just doesn't do it for me. You know, he doesn't move the needle for me at all. I mean, literally, Tyron Woodley might be a more boring fighter. John Fitch might be a more boring fighter. 
you can name me Josh Kostek fights that maybe were exciting. And he he was, for a while there, he was knocking some people out. He was fighting like almost every weekend, it seemed like. But the guy stinks. The hair, the everything, just I, I don't like him, his attitude. Um, just don't like him. And I think this is, this, this might, put an asterisk next to this list because this might just be a pure biasy list um, because of my feelings for Josh Kostek. Just because I don't really like the guy. So this this list, episode 17, we're going to put a little asterisk next to it. But that's it. That's the show. We're at 40 solid minutes of me fucking rambling on. Had to turn the eight. little fast fact. I, right where my sweet desk setup is, I have a vent above me. I had to stay cool when the, uh, the AC was blowing, so I had to turn that off. So getting a little hot in here. Getting a little hot in here because I'm, uh, I'm uh, putting down some heat on this podcast. <laughs> see what I did there that's not bad that's not a horrible joke but that's it that's the show I will be back again one episode this week I mean I can't I'm not going to come on and talk about my fucking desk again uh, for this week I've punished you guys enough but uh, next week I will have I maybe I might want to do two next week because of the, the pay-per-view I think I should do two for pay-per-view so no no I'm going to do one Sorry, because there's no there's no UFC this weekend. So I'll do one. Maybe it'll be a little bit lo- longer one. I'm still trying to get guests on. I'm still trying. I'm shooting my shot. Still trying to get a buddy on mine who's who again is obsessed with MMA just like I am. Fan just as long as I have. I'm trying to get him on. I think him and I would um I think he might be shy. I think he might just be Mike shy, you know? I don't know. I don't know what it is. However, that's the podcast, and I will see you next week. Ah, nuts. The podcast is over. But that's all right, because you can hit the subscribe button and get a notification every time I post a new podcast. And while you're over there, you can rate and review us as well. If you need more content, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MMA Takes. And don't forget to go to MMATakes.com for all your MMA needs.